O Lord of mercy, pure and holy, whose name is merciful. And we truly need thee day by day, dear Father. And also in this hour, do thou look in favor upon us as we are gathered here, dear Father, about the holy word. And bless the same unto us, meeting the needs, O merciful Father, which art in heaven. Amen. like to read and meditate with the Lord's help out of the Word of God as found in Luke chapter 17 beginning with verse 11 Luke chapter 17, verse 11, beginning. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are none found that returned to give glory to God save these strangers. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. I've read up to verse 19. Jesus in his ministry went to and fro, and the areas that he most covered were Galilee and Judea. And Samaria happens to be in between the two. Samaria is mentioned many times in the Bible, beginning already in the Old Testament. And the people that lived there, the Samaritans, the Jews, they looked down on them. They considered them upstarts. 
They didn't want anything to do with them. Now the Samaritans, they were not really of Jews. They were a mixture. Back in the time when the kingdom of Israel was divided, the northern kingdom had a, a string of evil kings. And it was the northern kingdom that first fell when the Assyrians, a cruel nation, a conquering nation, that conquered much of that part of the world, when they also conquered the northern kingdom, which at that time was called Israel, the ten tribes, they usually, in order to prevent any rebellion, they would remove all the people from one area and take into another area and bring other people in, in the area that was vacated. And so the Northern Kingdom was populated with strange people that they had conquered elsewhere. And because these people had trouble getting used to the land, the Bible records that the wild animals multiplied against them and decimated them, and they begged the Assyrian king to, to send them some priests that they would teach them the manner of the land. And so he sent some. And they would teach the people in that area about the law of Moses. But it says, yes, they observed some of those things, but they also worshiped their own gods that they brought with them. It was a mixture. And the Jews didn't like them at all. But as it needs is, the Jews that lived in, in Galilee, they, when they wanted to come to Jerusalem, they had to go either through Samaria or around it. And many of them did chose to go around it. They would cross the Jordan River toward the east, come down, and then cross again near Jericho over into Judea. And that's why it says here, through the midst of Samaria and Galilee, so we gather in between. And that's where 10 lepers met him, afar off. See, leprosy, I assume that there must have been different kinds of leprosy because we read Naaman had the leprosy and lived among the people. He was a leper. But there was other kind of leprosy which was very contagious. And we read in Leviticus that there was, the priests were charged to, to examine and determine what leprosy they if somebody acquired a disease hat. And there were strict laws concerning it, of examining again and again. And if it was determined that truly it was that evil, decimating sickness of leprosy, that they would have to be separated. They would have to leave their family, their friends, wherever they lived. They had to go in places where they would not in contact with people to protect the rest of the population. 
It was a terrible sickness that made him very lonely. It was very much feared. You know, and they were required to live apart from everybody else. They had to cover even their mouth, rip their outer clothes, and if anybody would see them, they would have to shout, unclean, unclean, and keep their distance. And these 10, the only association that you could have was with others that had the same sickness. It was much feared and much terribly. Now the Jews, they looked down on the Samaritans. They didn't like them. They felt that they were usurpers, that they tried to pretend to be uh, keepers of the law. But in leprosy, once they had that sickness, it made no difference. From what we read here, we gather there were some Jews and some Samaritans there. Perhaps only one Samaritan. They were together. That sickness made them all equal. And they lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They must have heard about Jesus. And believed and hoped that he would be the one that could heal them. Have mercy upon us. What a simple prayer. What a simple prayer, which is sometimes, and perhaps most of the time, so often right. We read about it, about publican that went up to the temple and he prayed, Lord, be merciful unto me, a sinner. Oh, if it wasn't for God's mercy, where would we be? Who here does not need God's mercy? Who here can say that he did everything he was supposed to do and didn't do anything wrong? We need God's mercy. Mercy, which means that we don't get what we deserve. God's mercy. And it's so encouraging when we read, even in the Old Testament, when God, when Moses asked God to show him his glory, and God said, there shall no man see me and live. Not even Moses was allowed to see God face to face. But yet he declared his name unto him, and it's so encouraging, he said, the Lord, the Lord God merciful, the Lord, Lord God, merciful, the first thing, merciful, that gives us hope. Now, when we have messed up, when we have done wrong, and we know we did wrong, when we really feel the guilt, what gives us hope but to say that God is merciful and claim that? And if we really mean it, that's the right prayer. That was the prayer that justified that poor sinner who had no other merit to say but to be merciful unto me, a sinner. And the Pharisees, who had so many supposedly good things, fasting and giving and so forth, and considered himself better than others, including this publican, he was not justified. 
was God finished with that publican? No. But he was in the right place with the right attitude. And that's what counted with God. And so, yes, have mercy on us. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And we need his mercy. We need his mercy. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And this is the thing, that if somebody had that terrible sickness, that for some reason, if that sickness got better or even healed, again, they would have to go to the priest. And he would determine and examine thoroughly, it says, and shut him up again seven more days and look at it again and again to make sure that it was gone. And that's what Jesus acknowledged, that they should go and show themselves to the priests. Go, show yourselves to, unto the priests. And that didn't mean necessarily that they had to go to Jerusalem, because they probably couldn't even go into the city with so many people there. You know, the priests, the, the Levites, and as well as the priests among them, they lived in places throughout Israel. They lived there. They were even assigned by the law of Moses uh, houses uh, in the cities and, and some land close to the city. So they lived among them. And when they went up to Jerusalem to do service, as we read about Zechariah, for instance, they went up to Jerusalem and did the service in the temple, but lived usually somewhere else. So they had to go at least to a village that had to be probably a Jewish village in order for a, a, a real priest to be there. They said, go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were healed. I had to think, they must have had some faith. When they had that leprosy and they were told and they actually went. They actually did go to show themselves to the priest. They could have said, to what a whale? No, we are leprosy. What's the point of leprosy? It was visible. What's the point of going? Unless they believed that there was really a purpose in it. And so they went, and as they went, they were healed. They were healed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. He was a Samaritan. He knew about the law of Moses. And even to this day in Israel, there are Samaritans. You can read it in the news. There are Samaritans, and they claim to keep the law of Moses. They claim that they are doing it the right way, as also that woman at the well claimed that they were worshiping the right way. And Jesus had to tell her, salvation is of the Jews. Yeah. But we see the Samaritans in Jesus' ministry did have, a, in a way, a special place because he also went to their village there and, and, and many believed, it says, on him. And then when the gospel did go out, out of Jerusalem, it was to Judea and Samaria. And that's where 
Many of them also believed, and when Peter and John went down and prayed over them. So he knew, but he knew also whom he should thank. So he went down and fell at his feet. You know, whenever in the Bible somebody fell on, on the feet of somebody, it was for worship. In, 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 we read in, the, in, in Revelations even, the angel that showed John, showed John uh, many of the things in Revelation, and when John wanted to fall down on his feet, he said, don't do it, worship God. So again, it gives us an inkling. And then when Jesus himself says, he says, <clears throat> There are none found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger, save this stranger. Jesus expected it and accepted it that that stranger, that, that Samaritan would come and fall at his feet and thus give glory to God. Give glory to God. Jesus accepted that. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. There was, doesn't seem to be any question anymore about going to the priests there. But he told them, thy faith hath made thee whole. Something special. Something special that the others missed out on. This one, yes, they all believed to a certain point, because they did go when they were told and in the way they were healed. But this man, because he gave the glory to God, was made whole. And when the Bible says, you are made whole, it's something special. It's not just a physical healing, as here was the case, but it's something more. Maybe the best way to explain it is to say that you are in the right place with the right attitude where God wants you. Those that embrace the truth and become the children of God, they are made whole. God is not finished with them yet, but he are, they are where God wants them. And so I believe this also applies to those that have made a covenant with God that yes, there is a certain amount of faith to, to be numbered among those that worship God, but there is more to be had. If we are at the same place still where when we started out and have not grown in faith, in love, in understanding, we are missing out on something. There's way more to be had. If you just look to Jesus Christ, our example, if you look even to the apostles, when it says and they were full of the Holy Ghost, there's so much more to be had, beginning right here at the front and to the last bench. So much more. Yes, faith, 
to save, but there is more. And to the friends, you know, you, you already benefit from being here. It shows a certain amount of faith of being here, especially when you reach the, uh, when you are an adult and your parents cannot anymore make you come, but you do come willingly and hear. You may be like, the, some, like those lepers that had some faith, but there's much more to be made whole, to be made whole. And I was there too. I came many years and sat in those pews and listened and said, this is good, yes, this is good. And the Lord kept me from many serious troubles, kept me, but still not be made whole, still not where God wanted me. Till finally broke down and asked for mercy. Mercy, that's what we need, mercy. And it's still in my prayer this day, mercy. And when you ask God mercy, it reminds you also that to be merciful with your fellow man. To be merciful. God delights in mercy. And the day we refuse to be merciful, God withdraws also mercy from us. He may allow things to happen to us to bring us back to the realization that we need his mercy. We dare not forget it. Thy faith hath saved thee, thy faith hath made thee whole. My prayer is that we would take all that to heart. And to God be all the honor and glory evermore. Amen. There's a hymn that came to, to mind. It's in our gospel hymns. And as I was reading these passages, that's the hymn that came to my mind, and it puts it, I think, quite well. Jesus Christ is passing by. Sinner, lift to him thine eye. As the precious moments flee, cry, be merciful to me. Lo, he stands and calls to thee. What wilt thou thee have of me? Rise and tell him all thy need, rise, he calleth thee indeed. Lord, I would thy mercy see, Lord, reveal thy love to me. Let it penetrate my soul, all my heart and life control. Oh, how sweet the touch of power comes and is salvation's hour. Jesus gives from guilt release Fate hath saved thee, go in peace. Brother, may I request a hymn, please?
Let us sing hymn 74.
Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word again that we have heard today. Father in heaven, we have heard this morning also. Father in heaven, we see that how far we are away from thy word, Lord, and we see, Lord, the weakness we have and the, and the lack of zeal. Father in heaven, we are reminded weakly, and yet, Father, perhaps we, we tend to forget when we part from here. Father in heaven, we pray that thou would strengthen us and thou would uphold us. Father in heaven, our life is in thy hand. For without thee, Lord, we can do nothing at all of our own. But help us, Lord, that we would encourage one another, that we would desire, Lord, to draw closer one to the other. Help us, Lord, not to be separated because of perhaps evil thoughts or perhaps the things that will go on in our minds many times, Lord, that we see and we do not have compassion on our brother or our sister. Father in heaven, it is easy to put on an act. It is easy, Lord, for us to pretend that we are Christians and yet perhaps, out, like Isaiah did say, that you honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. Father in heaven, love is not hidden. If love is there, it is evident. If love is there, Lord, it can be seen. It's not something that is to be thought about. Father in heaven, we pray, Lord, that each and every one now would consider these things, Lord, and that, that we would not, Lord, harden our hearts. As we have heard, Lord, that it is by grace that we are saved. It is not the things that we have done or the things that we have worked for, perhaps, but it is grace from thee, O God, that because of thy son Jesus who showed compassion on us. Father in heaven, we pray for those that could not make it in this afternoon or today. We pray for those that, this, that chose not to be here. Father in heaven, we pray for those that are fleeing from thy word, those that perhaps find excuse not to come to thy house and to worship thee or to, Father, seek salvation. Father, we pray for our children. We pray for them, Lord, that they would open their eyes, that they would not wrestle, or, Father, find difficulty in turning to Thee. Father in heaven, Thy word is simple and, and simple to understand and to acknowledge if a man will. Father in heaven, we see the darkness in these last days. We see the evil in this world, which is beyond comprehension. Father, we pray that many will turn to Thee while there is time. Father, we pray for our old, for our sick. We pray for those, Lord, that are on sick bed and deathbed, those in the last hours of their lives, perhaps. Father, we pray that thou would comfort them and help them. Be with those that are persecuted, those, Lord, that are suffering for thy name's sake. Father, we pray that thou would help them to endure. Father, we pray that thou would be with us as we part from here. But for all thy goodness and for all thy mercy, Lord, we thank thee. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Truly, as the brother prayed, the word of God is so simple for those that want to really take it to heart. God's way for us, what he expects of us, are very, very simple. 
we may not understand the ways he is going to lead us, but what he requires of us is just simple. It's very simple. The Lord delights in mercy. His name is merciful. And already in the Beatitudes, it says, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And who is it that can do without that blessing? Who can afford to do without that blessing? May the Lord bless these few words to him, we all the honor and glory, amen. This concludes our service.